Welcome back to the new and improved Drugs the Modern Mass podcast. We were on about a year-long hiatus. Um, I was working a lot and kind of trying to figure out some guidance, especially my early days of being sober, figuring out what I wanted to do. So this was put to the side for a little bit, but it's time for a comeback. Um, Drugs is going to be talking about, well, drugs in, in every sense of the word. The definition that I like to stick to is any substance which has a physiological effect when ingested or otherwise introduced into the body. So on the drugs podcast, we want to talk about anything ranging from the recreational use of drugs to the legality of drugs, the philosophy of drugs, um, the spirituality of drugs, spiritual uses of drugs, um, addiction, recovery, what that looks like, because I think there's a big stigma around certain drugs uh, in our society, and then some are deemed as acceptable as if they aren't all drugs. So we really want to break down that barrier. This idea was originally inspired by a research paper that I wanted to do with the hypothesis that... um, with a lack of spirituality and spiritual communities, the increase of addiction um, becomes higher. And you see that in most 12-step and recovery programs, the need for some sort of spiritual healing or spiritual identity to help overcome addictions. Um, So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, But yeah, we have a lot of really cool stuff coming up. Um, Stay tuned. We're going to touch base on every drug that you can ever think of. Eventually we're going to get some guests on here. Um, I'll also be touching on my own recovery journey and what that means regarding drugs and non-drugs. Recovery doesn't just mean recovery from a substance. Um, So we'll touch on that as well. You might hear my dog in the background. Um, But yeah, this is going to be our first revamped episode. Rodney's going to be on here with me and it's going to be pretty awesome. So let's get started. So this episode is about cannabis. It's going to be about growing cannabis, selling cannabis, the legal versus illegal cannabis industry, um, maybe the spiritual uses of cannabis. Uh, Rodney's got a lot of experience with cannabis himself, so I'll let him introduce himself and talk about that. Hello. Um, I've spent better part of a decade growing cannabis, started working in California with a medical collective, moved up here to Washington and got involved with a few farms in the I-502 and uh, watched it... um, Evolve, I guess you could say, <laughs> what it is today. Devolve, maybe. <laughs> I was going with the polite one. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, the cannabis industry in Washington State and also like the difference you've seen here versus what you experienced in California medically, right? Yeah, I mean, I left right after legalization happened there, so they hadn't even set up retail shops yet. So I really don't know what has happened there. I, I, from what I can see from the outside, it's very similar to what it is here. Um, 
business wise, but um, yeah, it's almost night and day from when it was dispensaries versus retail shops. Right, like medical dispensaries, right? Yeah, the just the whole process and practice. But I mean, I was watching it get closer and closer to the commercial side where, you know, less care is put into the plant, more care is put into the profit margins. And yeah, then you, we see the result of that. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. When I was, um, I worked as a sales representative at a local farm here in the area. Um, and I grew up as a stoner. I started smoking in high school and I smoked for many years. Um, I would buy weed from, you know, my buddies who grew out in Hicktown on their property. And, uh, then I started getting into buying it legally once it was legal and I can't smoke weed anymore. Um, I'm not really sure what happened there, but I have a bad reaction to THC now. But, uh, yeah, working as a sales rep was not what I expected at all. Um, it was a very, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, my brain wanted to say excruciating, but that's, <laughs> but it just wasn't what I expected at all. Um, I thought it would be like, like it was when I was growing up and it's very much like sales manny and not mm -hmm. about the product. It's just about the best deal with the highest THC percentage. And l like our old buddy said, it, it's, um, turned into the alcohol industry about the your percentage of yep. fucked upness amount of liquid to <laughs> yeah. to price how what, what's the proof of your weed now right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i uh only smoke zero proof weed i think they call it um cbd <laughs> yeah uh, there's some people out there still who talk about the uh entourage effect when it comes to cannabis where it's not just the THC it's CBD CBN CBGs all those different uh, active cannabinoids are causing the high effect but if you're just focusing on THC amount you're missing out on all that so you end up buying something that's like 17 19 percent THC and it's going to be better and get you higher than something that's 23 24 25 just because of you know the balance yeah the uh, compound of everything else in it right yeah and, and that's not really pushed yeah at the stores. And, and i mean it, and the bud tenders may or may not know this they're definitely not teaching their customers this because the customers are like they're going by names they know and thc amounts and that's pretty and and price point obviously yeah. so yeah. so it's just like <laughs> i mean what do you do with that but yeah, and it seems like uh, there's not really a way to change it at this point. No, I mean, that's, I mean, my heart is broken in a sense about this because when I saw cannabis entering the marketplace as a legal product, I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity for a product to show that it doesn't have to be sold in this cutthroat corporate way that everything else is sold in be the example then then show look we don't have to do that everywhere else um you know because that's the argument everyone always makes is oh that's the way the world works and i always say 
the world works the way we make it you yeah know? so sure. if we change our ways suddenly that's the way the world works but it just quickly turned into you know how much money can we make just yeah. like every other product <laughs> yeah and you see like brands like the infused guys or whatever who show up in fancy suits and Every, all the stores are scrambling because they're hearing that they're going to come out with a $6 cart or whatever. And, oh, God, and that's the other thing, too. Should I say this on the recording? Should I tell? Should I let the world know what's really going on? I feel like I should let the world know what's really going on. Well, with the markup? Yeah, with the markup. <laughs> yeah, freedom of speech, motherfucker. So um, <laughs> some of these stores will mark shit up way higher than it needs to be. And the, the average industry standard is a three times markup. So you get your product, the three times market, it covers like what, like your store costs. So like your, your space, your electricity, all that stuff. It covers your, um, employees and stuff like that. Um, and then the other third is supposed to cover taxes because cannabis is crazy taxed. taxed. Yeah. (laughs) In the state, of course. And then the other third is supposed to be your profit. But there are stores who are marking stuff up four, five, six, even seven times of the cost. Um, so it puts all this onto the farmers. The farmers are just getting fucked, basically. And um, Always have. Yep. And there are stores who will go to farms and ask them for sales deals um, to, like, do a... A sales split, whereas so both the farm and the store would eat some of the cost, but then the stores are still selling it above that three times markup. So it's like, why the fuck would a farm do a sales split when you guys are already, even with the sale, it's still over the three times markup? Like, what is the farm getting out of that? Like, what's the customer getting out of the sale? Yeah, the customer's not getting anything out of it. Like, maybe the store is moving a little bit more product, but it's not moving a significant amount of more product for the farm and gosh I'm so glad I'm not doing that job anymore it was really angering to see what some of these stores were doing (laughs) and in some of these small towns where you're like the only game in town or one of the only two shops in town you can get away with doing whatever you want yeah because people are gonna buy it you know they don't know any better in podunk you know wherever yeah podunk central washington Fuck offville. Yeah, like, be like, if we got weed for sale, yay, that's all they care about, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and then it's shit like that that just pushes shit back to the black market. Like, yeah, there's still a black market yeah. thriving because of this, the sales and stuff. Like, yeah. Why would you go buy, you know, at a store, for spend 50 bucks there when you can get a better deal on the street you know? for sure yeah and when it first started i was like yeah i'll definitely support a store like because that tax money can be used for something good well now not only is our government fucking incompetent at managing our tax money but it's just like the amount that you're paying too is completely unaffordable like not unaffordable but it's, it's ridiculous just, it's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous i don't yeah, I think it's probably up there in the highest tax products. Um, yeah, um, besides booze. Yeah, or gas and cigarettes and oh stuff. God. <laughs> America's juices. Yeah, everything that runs America. Yeah, for real. Gas, cigarettes, booze, and weed. <laughs> uh. 
And then also with the, like, how... Because I worked at a medical shop with a friend of mine. She was dating a guy who owned the medical shop, and it was like, you open the jar, and you get to smell the jar, and it's, like, picked out of a jar, and then it's, like, weighed into, like, a little container thing, and it was nice, and it was, like, whatever farm it was, you know? But now it's all this, like, branding and packaging, and it's just weird. Everything's a brand now. Yeah. Like... Even water is a brand. I mean, that's been going on longer, but everything's a fucking brand, and to see weed being branded is so weird to me. It, it is. I mean, but it's like every other product out there, you know? You walk through a store, and there's a bunch of mass-produced cookies, crackers, chips, whatever, you know, like yeah, wrapped up in a bag. You don't get to know what that cookie even w- looks or smells like until you pull it open because obviously, yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing that sucks with packaging, too, is, like, you can be like, well, that looks okay, and then you open it, and it smells like shit or something. It's dry. Yes, yeah, falls apart as you open the bag. Yeah. I've bought stuff from farms that were, like, you know, trying to be like, oh, we still grow, you know, better than other places. We're trying not to do that. And I crack a nug open, and there's mold in the middle of oh it. Oh, my God. It's like, that's... That's moldy. Like, yeah, you, you know? seriously. So. Well, and some of the stores that keep old ass shit around on their shelf i did i tell you about how um lovely buds is getting in trouble for not paying their employees overtime you did yes yeah i feel like they're not alone in the industry in that regard i mean i wouldn't be surprised yeah a lot of i think a lot of the stores kind of just jumped in to try and jump on the bandwagon and yeah maybe weren't didn't have all their ducks in a row. <laughs> yeah. For, well, um, they specifically had some old shit that was, it was coming up on a year old. It was like 11 months when I really started hounding them. It was like, we'll buy it back for half and swap you a new product and couldn't get a hold of her. She called me at one point and said like, oh, we'd like to get your like the ball rolling with your guys' products as if they weren't already in their our, their store. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> they're already there. And then I tried to get a hold of her a million times and I could not get a hold of her. She just kept ignoring me. And then it came up on a year and we offered to buy back all their old shit, year old weed that they're still trying to sell at full price. And we offered to buy it back at full original price and give them new weed that was better weed and cheaper, like, per amount, whatever, and she still won't do it. Because hmm. that weed could still be sold for more. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, if you don't care what your customers are, yeah. you know, imbibing, so. Yeah, no, why would, why, that, there's no incentive to do so. Yeah. Oh. There's not a, there's not a, Washington State dank board. There's just a Washington State cannabis board. Like they cannabis don't... liquor board. I love yeah. how the liquor board took over the cannabis. It's like, yeah. You yeah. look through some of the rules that they've set up, and it's like, at first I was like, did they even consult anyone who grows on this? Like, I don't think so. Or did they just kind of like come up with something based off another existing agricultural type system or something? like? Yeah. And base it off the booze industry. Apparently, that's what they know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, we could get into if people feel spiritually about 
energy transference when it comes to yes i do food and products and stuff yep, yep. but even even not that just like the care that goes into giving some you know supplying something to to a customer to somebody yeah you know it shows in this like if it's grown half-assed or quickly tried to speed it out get it in a package in the store as fast as possible it's not going to have good quality the stores are going to sit around on it let it sit out under uv lights for months at a time it's not going to have good quality and yeah no and it's that energy quote unquote shows in the in the final product in what yeah. the customer gets and yeah for sure well it's like the equivalent of what sucks about the weed industry is like okay think of vegetables like buying produce because weed is in my mind i see weed as produce it's like an herb it's like buying herbs or vegetables or whatever I would always rather go to a farmer's market and buy it from a local farm that grows because they're passionate about it than go to the grocery store and buy it. Like, you go to a farmer's market and you see some of those zucchinis that are, like, three feet long, you know, like, for a dollar. Like, I would rather buy a zucchini from that old man than buy any zucchini from the grocery store ever. Like, I will always choose that. And with the weed industry, that there's not that option. You simply cannot do that. You have to buy from the commercialized process and mm -hmm. that's what sucks yeah i know for a minute i think it was oregon i believe was letting people sell at farmers markets but i don't even know if that's true anymore or, you know i wish yeah. i would probably smoke weed again if i could buy from a farmer's market if you could buy from a farmer yeah if i could buy from a real farmer you see like a dude standing at his booth with like a tie-dye shirt and john lennon sunglasses <laughs> who is selling weed out of those little like mesh satchel things and they come with like a stone in it <laughs> yeah i buy from him <laughs> and he tells me about his old days back in wherever land i don't know yeah. <laughs> there's a story with every purchase <laughs> yeah i would buy that yeah me too but i uh because i was dabbing for a long time and i really think it was dabs that fucked me up to the point where i can't smoke now i'm like scared of thc because hmm. i had some bad times yeah i knew a guy who uh, referred to dabs as tree basing and uh <laughs> A lot of times when I tell people that, they laugh and then go, oh, don't say that. Oh, yeah. Because oh. they don't want to think about it like that. They don't yeah. want to think about the fact that they're, you know. It's kind of a general rule with any substance. Once you concentrate it, it becomes more dangerous to yeah, a certain extent. for and sure. Dabs are not very dangerous. I mean, refined sugar is equally as dangerous, you yeah. know, now that you've concentrated it and all. But it's still like... It's not, it's not great for you, you yeah. know, like... Well, it's the difference between, like, throwing back shots and having a craft beer. That's, like, always the analogy that I've drawn. Mm -hmm. Like, I would always rather sit down and, like, smoke a bowl of flour than get dabbed out, but... Yeah, but, I mean, the, with the process with dabs and, and making them, it's, like... Like, there was hash, which was, like, your nice bourbon or scotch yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's dabs, which is, like, fucking... Mass-produced vodka. Yeah. Like, it, it gets you drunk. You know? Yeah. That, uh... Oh, shoot. I can't think of the name. What's the... That really cheap Russian brand? Oh. Skull or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I mean... Oh, Potters. Oh, I don't know. 
I've never, <laughs> never touched anything that low shelf. Oh, I have. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's and with the way that it's like it's just extracted, especially the CO two, which takes out all the terpene, and they just add terpenes to it, which are derived from cannabis, maybe. Maybe yeah. from other things, you know? Mm. It's kind of like flavored vodka at that point, you know? <laughs> yeah, for real. Ooh. Get some whipped cream smearing off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I know that there's some people, too, who are, like, so, like, recovered drug addicts who will... They still smoke weed because it helps, and I'm in full support of that, but they're like, I can't do dabs because it reminds me of smoking meth. Or they're like, I like doing dabs because it reminds me of smoking meth, but without the meth. Yeah. And like, because there's this whole ritual that comes along with it, with the lighting of the torch and the getting loading up your product and doing the whole thing and the having the special glassware and like, yeah, it's very yeah reminiscent of that. But it's not that, so I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I've, I've met people who love that ritual and other people that are like that's far too complicated for me yeah i'll just smoke a joint i love i loved the ritual of smoking dabs and disclaimer to anyone listening i've never smoked meth (laughs) um so it wasn't for that but i i liked having like my super cute dab rig and like my super cute um for a long time i had one that would like looked like a unicorn horn my little pokey scoopy thing i don't know what it's called your tool, yeah, I guess. Yeah, tool, whatever. I guess, to scoop it up, and it was like a whole ritual. And I would do my little teeny tiny dab, and that was about it, you know, and I was good. And then I was hanging out with a lot of stoners who pretty much slung dabs for a living, and so I started dabbing more, and man, I had some not very fun dab times, but... And then this pretty much had a weed, weed, weighing off weed after that. Wean off weed. <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my experience was sort of more of the, got really high at first, and then it kind of just was a normal high after a while, and then I just started getting lethargic, practically narcoleptic. I, I would take a dab and just, like, in 10 minutes pass out on the couch sitting up and mm. then wake up later. Oh, shit. Like, that's fun. There goes the whole day, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I never really got like that. I would just get anxiety but and paranoia. Mm. But that's probably just due to my own underlying stuff that I already have. Yeah. You know, amplified. Yeah, I believe that that's potentially been proven through study that... All it does is amplify things that are already there, you know? So if you have some paranoia about something, it makes you more paranoid. I knew so many people growing up who would get paranoid every time they smoked because they were so worried about the social stigma behind smoking back in the day. You were a stoner or getting in trouble. Or one guy I know, he'd like hit the pipe and then get up and look out the people holding the pipe. And we're all, dude, what are you doing? Like, bring the pipe back. Wow, crazy. I've never had that. I never like was worried about smoking weed. I don't know. I guess, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess in high school I was worried about my parents catching me or something, but yeah. at the same time, it was like I was smoking weed. It's not like I was out shooting up or something, you know? It's like... For sure. And it's like, know. I don't know, maybe it's a regional thing or different 
groups of people, but I just, I do know one person who, who she told me she didn't like smoking weed because she thought it made her dumb. And, huh. and I think that was a, tied to the social stigma of the dumb, slow stoner thing. Because oh. it didn't, you know, yeah. like, she wasn't, didn't make her dumb, but she was just like, you know, probably so worried about it that she, Yeah. It just made the high not fun. Yeah. yeah. So. Huh. Crazy. I but I guess like, it all depends on what you care about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I always felt like weed made me smart. Well, I mean, I already am smart. So it just amplified my smartness. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. it just, uh, I don't know, it would, I really philosophical. I was a really philosophical weed smoker. And I think that's what the draw of weed was, is that because I've always been so philosophically minded, smoking weed just kind of gave me a, um, I mean, a tool, I guess, to expand upon that, you know? For sure. I've gone down some definite mental rabbit holes stone, just sitting there thinking about something. Like, not, nothing's on, no music, no media of any kind, just processing. And, yeah. Yeah. I've come up with some of my best theories while being stoned. Come up with some of my worst theories while being drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Mm, I do miss weed, though. I've been thinking about maybe this summer I'll try it a little bit and see, but I'm also nervous. Yeah, well, I mean, start small. That's all you can do, you know. (laughs) Big gram dab. Uh, Whole thing. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably go to the ER. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) I've been there plenty of times. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to say that I'm the best grower in the world. I just... I am. Learned some good techniques from some good growers in my time. And, you know, you don't have to be, you know the best handyman in the world to be able to see that a door frame is crooked, you know, <laughs> like that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Like, like, I, I don't know. It's. Well, it's kind of, you're kind of put in a shitty spot because people want to grow how they want to grow and then they want to hire you to grow, but they don't really want to hire you to grow. They just want to hire you to do labor. And then, so all this expertise is completely diminished because you're getting paid as a laborer and not someone who is knowledgeable in their field. And it's just fucked up. It's fucked up. Makes me annoyed. Yeah. It makes you annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I spent far too much time suggesting things to people for them to say, Oh, we're not going to do it that way. I just have to go. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking lame. Let's talk about the legality of cannabis and the arguments for and against it. Um, I don't know many of the logical reasons against it. <laughs> it's a drug. Uh-huh. I'm not comfortable with drugs being legal. Oh, it's a drug? Yeah. Okay, so... We're going to have to get rid of caffeine, refined sugar, nicotine, um, pharmaceuticals, alcohol, alcohol. <laughs> and good old alcohol. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I don't understand that argument either. It's that's just pre-programming. That's, yeah. I mean, that might go back depending on who you're embodying there in that character you just played. Uh, it could go all the way back to Nancy Reagan's "Just Say No" campaigns and shit, where they like demonized weed, or even before that, like, you know. I still find it amazing that, like, during the Nixon era when they were trying to, you know, demonize weed, mostly just because it was associated with the counter-war movement, mm-hmm. um, that years later, his drug czar, the guy who behind it all, was like, oh, yeah, we knew cannabis wasn't dangerous. It just, you know, served a purpose for us to make it Yeah, the enemy, for sure. You know, like... For sure. And then that's just, like, stuck around, pretty much. Yeah, and people people don't know that. They just know, like, all the propaganda that they were fed their whole life growing up about how horrible it is, and it's like... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I figure if you're okay with people drinking, you should be okay with people smoking. If you don't like people smoking, you shouldn't like people drinking. Yeah. Well, I've always felt like weed is, like cigarettes you know what i mean like it's an herb that you smoke you know why why is one herb okay to smoke or not herb i should say plant one plant okay to smoke but another plant is not okay to smoke it seems weird you know what i mean yeah i mean like there was already an industry set up so they had to keep it going i don't know i mean you ever taken bong rip of tobacco that shit will fuck you up but that's perfectly (laughs) legal not that i've ever done that maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no I've, I've actually heard of people who, who would do tobacco weed mixes in their bongs very rare but they would tell me that they would hit bongs that way i'm like that's weird i've rolled them together in, in a paper but yeah never hit it in a bong no i've taken bong rips of tobacco before it uh it is an art for <laughs> sure you have to get it just right otherwise you'll probably throw up but you got a solid several minutes of, I mean, profound, out-of-body, introspective, next-level shit. Like, yeah. Just a massive blast of stimulant right Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine being, like, really, really, really high on wheat, like the highest you've ever been, and then concentrate that into a period of, like, five to ten minutes. Hmm. That's what doing bonger of tobacco is like. Yeah, unless you throw up, then you're just kind of sad. Then <laughs> yeah. everything sucks. Yeah. yeah, not rad, but... And then I think about, like, that, and then I think about, like, back in the old days. I guess some people still do now, but it's not as popular. Like, people who just, like, puffed on their pipe of tobacco, just, like, chiefing on that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, we high all the time. Like, <laughs> Well, the thing with pipes and similarly cigars is there's you're not inhaling, like... Um, you do with a cigarette. You're not drawing it fully into the lungs necessarily. It's more Ooh, in the mouth. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's somewhere. It's like somewhere between a cigarette and chew in a way, because it's all. Yeah. Know, at least that's what I, in my experience. I don't know. There are probably people who inhale cigars. They're monsters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gross, dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. No way. Yeah, back in high school, I had a group of friends, and it was, like, we would just, like, sit around, and we'd smoke weed all day, so we'd be like, let's get crazy and do a tobacco, a tea rip is what we called it. A tea rip. (laughs) Because after smoking weed all day, you just need a little variety in what you're smoking. (laughs) Seriously. Ooh, no fun. 
Don't miss that. I do like smoking, like, a cigarette, though. Just, like, ritualistically. I enjoy that. Think about it once in a while. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh... Now we're talking about cigarettes and not weed. I know. We've, we've completely shifted. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could try to bring it back on track. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there's so much... There's so many other things we talk about in the legalization range. There's, yeah. uh, there's the, the push for federal legalization, which, uh. I mean, potentially on the surface could, could be a great thing, but... <laughs> the strain in your voice when you said that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we just know from every other example of, you know, industry out there, how things go with legalization of or with with federal laws and in, in yeah a sense, for it's real like, I don't know you you can't make a blanket law that works for everybody none yeah. of them none of them do um, I feel like except the, maybe you know don't kill but yeah. you know? <laughs> I feel like the federal law should probably just stay the fuck out of it and let the states figure it out to their own accord for sure but I mean like. Making it federally legal and then letting the states decide whether or not they want to um, allow it, in a sense, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's it's like it shouldn't be illegal. It should be decriminalized, yes, for sure. Yes, for sure. 100%. It, sh- it should just be like, like, you don't want to sell it in your state. You don't want you know, people fucking, you know, opening weed shops. Fine. Just say you don't. Like, they're yeah. already moving it underneath under the table for real like as is right now so unless it's just hey we make so much off arresting them that we want to keep it going but that doesn't make sense i mean it makes sense but it doesn't make sense but yeah i just by keeping it illegal though it's like people are like oh we're gonna bring down these drug criminals and it's like yeah but by keeping it illegal you're incentivizing criminals to do criminal jobs like right it's there's uh there's a saying and i don't know remember exactly how it goes but it's like everything that's made illegal for every law there's a every law passed there's a new market or something like that so like for everything that you make illegal there is an underground market that will just surpass the legalities like yeah, I mean, prohibition is a perfect example of this. Like, yeah, we have we've we've seen this happen before. They went, okay, we're gonna outlaw alcohol, and people went, uh huh, and just did it themselves. Yeah, and, for sure. And look at like that whole era. Yeah, <laughs> for real, and all the moonshine gangsters and all that crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. and like there was a I remember there was a quote from, I think it was the head of the DEA. I can't remember, but he was talking about. The legalization of cannabis in states and his what he said his argument against it was um that as the state now i don't know if these states have legal cannabis the cartels and stuff aren't moving cannabis as much through um the borders and stuff they've switched to harder drugs like co- cocaine and, and heroin and such and so his argument was supposed to be like look making making this legal brought in other harder drugs when what 
argument really is saying is if none of those were illegal, they wouldn't have anything to move. Yeah, for sure. The only reason that cartel only has incentive to move illegal things because there's a lot of fucking money in moving something illegally and doing it successfully. Right. Like, yeah. And then it creates just a trickle down of the same sort of mentality all the way through neighborhoods and stuff where people, there might be a couple of different guys who might be, have access to one of these substances to move and now they're fighting each other for territory and price and shit yeah for sure and it's like it's just it's designed right into the system there's and then innocent people who got a fucking dime bag in their pocket are getting felonies yeah (laughs) yeah it's there was something i read the other day that was talking about if we lived in a society that didn't encourage criminal activity like our system literally is set up that you will benefit if you are a criminal yeah you know it literally incentivizes criminal behavior even even in regular legal business it's like it's not even not even just criminal but immoral uh unethical behavior because you will benefit from it yeah you will get more money yeah you will grow as a company or you will get power power that's a that's through resources and shit yeah yeah that's where the big thing comes in is power in the form of greed Mm -hmm. yeah it's fucked up what i've said for years and if we if we didn't do encourage that then nobody would try to do it like if it was like harder to be a criminal than it was to just work with each other then people would not try to be criminals yeah for real but like we have it's so much easier do you know how easy it would be for me to go get a supply of something and go sell that instead of trying to like get a job go to an interview fill out the paperwork clock in and clock out as a drug dealer i can make my own schedule you know, I've got, I've got social freedom, all sorts of stuff. For it's sure. way easier. Yeah. It's way easier. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people see. That's what a lot of, I mean, and it's glorified in media too. For sure. So people like see that. They see these guys making money, talking about slang and rock and shit. And so yeah. they fucking, I'm doing it too. I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna make that money. I gotta, yeah. gotta hustle, gotta hustle, you know. And then they get sucked in and fucking get killed od or kill themselves or kill other people yeah for real do whatever you got to do to to you know it's a self-fulfilling prophecy you know yeah it's we talked about this but the like i feel like the way that weed has grown impacts me because i'm a spiritual person you know and when it's grown commercially by a team of people who don't give a fuck about it and then put it in some package and sat on a shelf and sold by people who don't fucking know anything, it's gone through all these hands and these processes, it just don't hit the same as buying weed from some dude who grew it on his property in the middle of nowhere and is, like, stoked about it, you know? Yeah, I mean... I I see it and I've seen it back in indoor days too, like before it got legal, but people were pushing their plants as hard as they could. We're going to stress them out to make them do this. We're going to feed them extra food, high, high food concentrations all the time. Get the buds as big as possible. Get the trichome content as much as possible. And they get fucking big sticky looking buds and stuff, but it's just entirely different when it's like you know somebody who's caring for the plant and 
Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, indoor versus outdoor, like, people have praised indoor for decades, but indoor is just trying to recreate the outdoors. Yeah, you know? for like, sure. You have artificial sun, you have artificial wind, artificial earth, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> so, it's... Yeah, giving that outdoor any day. Yeah, and... I don't know, it may sound cheesy, but I used to walk up to my plants every morning and be like, good morning, ladies, how are you doing? Aww. And look at them and go, oh, this one's looking a little sick. This one has, a, you know, I can start yeah. start caring for them, caring for them, not yeah. tending to them, not, yeah. you know, having a relationship not running with the, them. the system and the ROP and the blah, you know. Yeah, for sure. Building a real intuitive relationship with the plants. Yeah. Not treat them as objects. Because they are living things. Yeah, it's a living thing. And if you treat it like a living thing, it grows. Sorry, are you cheating on me with some other living things? (laughs) That's fine. I got a lot of girlfriends and they're all green. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Oh, hey. That's funny. You have a lot of girlfriends? No. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk after the episode. Hey. (laughs) All right, well, this is Drugs Modern Mass. We're signing off. Make sure to go follow us at atomics.af on Instagram um, to keep us keep up with all things Atomics, keep up with all things um, Drugs Podcast. Um, what else? Anything else? I think that's it. Stay tuned for our next episode, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.